2023, KEI has set out on its Rethinking Korea initiative, which explores the evolution of U.S.-Korea relations, Korea's place in the world, and rapid changes in Korean society itself. The initiative involves both retrospective inquiry as well as prospective analysis about future trends. On December 7, 2023, KEI hosted a conversation with Ambassador Ji-ae Son, South Korea Ambassador for Cultural Cooperation, to learn more about the story behind Korea's cultural wave, moderated by KEI President Ambassador Kathleen Stevens. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Uh, whether you're here in person or online, I'm Kathleen Stevens, president of the Korea Economic Institute. And I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, Ambassador Son Jie, yes. my Thank old friend, uh, to talk about something which I know gets uh, a lot of attention in the United States and elsewhere in the world, and rightly so. Uh, and that is what we used to call, and maybe still call Hallyu, but which is the Korean word for wave. Yes. Not tsunami, but wave. Yes. <laughs> maybe it's a tsunami too. Yeah. But Korean's cultural wave. Uh, and a lot of talk about that, but we have just a, a really unique voice to uh, talk about this today, uh, not only because of her current title, uh, which is South Korea's Ambassador for Cultural Cooperation. I'll ask her a little bit about that, what that entails. Uh, uh, but also because of her own uh, history and background uh, to talk about the story behind the strength uh, and a few other things, too. Uh, I don't think I need to tell anybody, but as a way of introduction, maybe I will. Uh, uh, those joining today, um, that Korean culture in so many different forms, we were talking about some of them at lunch, uh, have really taken the globe by storm. Uh, Korean artists topping the billboard charts, Korean films winning Oscars, Korean kimpop at Trader Joe's going viral, <laughs> and my favorite, uh, Korean gochujang uh, in every hamburger joint uh, throughout the United States, or at least a lot of them now. Um, and of course, cultural interest is also behind the growth of students learning Korean in the United States, with the Korean language enjoying an upturn in uh, enrollment when every other foreign language has plummeted. Uh, so I think we want to talk about a lot of things today. Some of my questions are about what role Korean popular culture is playing as a form of soft power and cultural diplomacy and broader diplomacy for, for, for South Korea in the world and especially in the United States. But also, I kind of think Gia is a good person to maybe talk about what aspects of Korean culture are less known or perhaps a bit misunderstood. And, and more fundamentally, how did this all happen? Uh, in a, in maybe in kind of a reflective sense. Uh, I think that many of you uh, are very familiar with uh, Ambassador Song Gia from her many incarnations over the years and continuing. Uh, as I said, she is currently the Republic of Korea's Ambassador for Cultural Co Cooperation, and she is also a professor at Ewha Women's University, uh, focusing on international communications. Uh, she uh, was from 1995 to 2010, so for 15 years, yeah. uh, was CNN's bureau chief and correspondent based in Seoul. And in fact, I think she was CNN's first, you think I'm going to say woman, which is true, but first CNN correspondent based in Seoul. And I got to know her, uh, as did many of my predecessors and colleagues during some of those years. Uh, a lot happened over those 15 years, and um, Son Jie was there to provide continuous coverage and increasing coverage of both South and North Korea for CNN. Uh, everything from Korea's always eventful political and economic <laughs> developments to North Korea's always eventful activities. 
uh, from 2011 to 2014, uh, Ambassador Son was president of Arirang TV and Radio, which is Korea's only English-language international broadcasting station available in over 188 countries. I think I've seen it in probably about 50 yeah. countries. Um, and previously, and again, I knew her in this capacity when I was serving in Seoul at the embassy. She was working within the government as the presidential secretary uh, uh, in the Blue House, when it was the Blue House, under South Korean President Im Young-bak and uh, also a spokesperson for the G20 Seoul Summit, which occurred in 2010, Ten. as I recall. So with all that, she does a lot of other things now. In fact, she's usually the interviewer, and now yes. she's the interviewee, and I am not <laughs> as, so I'm, so I'm a little intimidated to be on stage with a pro, uh, but she's also an old friend, and uh, I hope with this group here today, this kind of intimate group, and with our, our group online, that we can have a conversation around this really interesting and very broad topic, uh, we'll start it off, but we'll be sure and leave some time for some discussion and questions and answers, so please have some ready. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to call you still Jie. Oh, uh, please. Uh, <laughs> but we've known each other for 15 yes. years, and uh, we both, I mean, I'm considerably older than you are, but we both have memories of Korea way back in the 70s and 80s, and so we've both seen a lot of remarkable change in Korea, but its economy, its politics, its culture, and of course, a huge shift in how South Korea, and especially South Korean mm. culture, is perceived abroad. Um, so as I said, well, I want to explore a little bit the story behind the strength. But before we dig into that backstory, I think I probably should say, just at the stage, is tell us what you're doing now as the Ambassador for Cultural Cooperation. Is that a, is that a new title for um, you? But it's a new title for me. But um, you know, it, it's a it's a relatively new title for the Korean. It, it's a part of the Foreign Ministry. Um, and the Foreign Ministry um, has a number of these um, ambassadorships um, to emphasize areas that are important to the foreign, um, the diplomatic mm -hmm. um, uh, goals of Korea at the time. And they have um, put this kind of the cultural cooperation ambassador into the frame. Um, it, but it's, it's sort of a, basically a newly created position. So it is sort of what you make of it. But the reason they created the, the position was the fact that, um, as you pointed out, Korean culture is vastly popular around the world. And so there is the, the need to connect um, with people in, in other parts of the world through culture. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, if possible, to talk about not just how popular Korean mm -hmm. culture is, is to talk about um, what Korea is like, you know, mm -hmm. what the Koreans are like, um, to, to make sure that it, it doesn't end with just liking Korean culture or K-pop or K-dramas, but understanding more about the country it comes from. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that's sort of my goal. Oh, I think you're the perfect person for it, Thank if I you. may say. And, and it is striking to me that it's called cultural cooperation. I mean, in years <laughs> past, it might have been called cultural promotion, because I yeah. think there used to be an idea, I mean, in South Korea and also in the United States, that, you know, especially from the government you're promoting, we yeah. just want to put out, well, you know, it's, it's being pretty well promoted now, just when we can talk about yeah. how that's happening. Well, that, that is, in a way, um, because I am from the foreign ministry. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. if we were talking it from the, uh, talking about this from the viewpoint of a culture, because we have a culture ministry yeah. too, yeah. then that would be um, talking about culture 
to promote culture, mm -hmm. culture for cultural sake mm -hmm. kind of thing. But from a foreign ministry's point of view, it is about the fact that these days, public diplomacy, soft mm -hmm. power, you know, try to um, win the hearts and minds of people around the world is becoming a big um, goal for every nation. Mm -hmm. And so I think the cultural path to that is what is being explored from the foreign ministry mm -hmm. path. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And and so this notion that you know, you want to use this as a venue to kind of, or, or as a vehicle to kind of have a conversation, help people understand a little bit more about mm -hmm. Korea itself, that does lead us to the title of this, which is the story behind it. And yeah. of course, I mean, I get the question all the time because I lived in Korea in mm -hmm. the 70s and the 80s and kind of over the decades. Uh, uh, one, did I see this coming? You know, <laughs> did I... Um, oh. Did I ever imagine that Korean culture was so popular? And I have a few answers for that. So I'm going to ask ask you, did you, and, and what do you see as some of the, the roots of, if there are, of, of this, and again, we're talking about a, a wide variety of, of phenomena from, mm -hmm. from films to K-pop to food. But um, as you look at Korea, the, your country over the years, what what were the was, was this the, were the ingredients always there? I guess they were, and, and but what put them I together? Know. I mean, I, I probably you have a better answer for this than than I do because you um, even though we we consider her a Korean, but um, <laughs> but um, you have a slightly outside perspective mm -hmm. of it. But for us, it was you know culture when you live in that culture is. Is like food. It's like you know what you intake mm -hmm. every single day. And you don't really don't notice whether it is going to be popular to someone that is not used to rice and soup, for mm -hmm. example. Um, but you know there was a sense always that um, the the cultural um, the diet, you know, the menu of in Korea was always. Um, very diverse. I mean, I grew up, um, you know, in the 70s and 80s uh, in the pro-democracy, you know, protests um, uh, to get, you know, um, to get authoritarian governments to allow more freedom of expression and mm -hmm. democracy. And in the background of all of these things, we've always had songs. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, you know, there's always a, a song and dance mm -hmm. element to every real big protest, as mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, I mean, the, the kind of culture that sort of, you know, in, um, in, uh, sort of envelopes us mm -hmm. has been considered very natural. We were actually um, a bit surprised when the world thought that was cool, too. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, now that we look at it from an outside point of view, we can notice more things that are really great compared to other cultures. Mm -hmm. But for a long time, it was just, it was, you know, what we like to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what made us happy, mm -hmm. what we needed to do and what we needed to say. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was a surprise for a lot of Koreans too, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> So I, I, I like to say, and I don't know if it's really true, that I and some others like us who are not Korean, but were Peace Corps volunteers that were there years ago and living in a Korean context, it, we sort of discovered Korea was cool before nobody knew who it was. But I'm, you know, that's, that's with some hindsight. But, um, but certainly what you describe as, as just a, a love of expression 
um, was always there, you know, and, and say even even before the protests, you know, although that was certainly yeah. part of it. But I mean, sitting around a table after dinner and, and, you know, banging your chopsticks and everybody having to sing a song. And, yeah. and it's continued with 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 technical accoutrements yeah. over the years or um, or a love of music or an interest. All, all, all of that certainly was a kind of a an, an ingredient there. But but I, you know. I also think that there wasn't a lot of self-confidence at that time. In in you know, Korea had been through some really bad years, mm -hmm. and out of that came, I mean, some also some protests and so on, but also a sense of kind of insecurity. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder, I guess, what you see as the impact of maybe outsiders. I'm mean, not not to take credit for it, but mm -hmm. I mean, clearly, you know, the U the U.S. played a very large role yes. in Korea. Um, there were assistance programs. There was also support for yep. some cultural programs and education and things like that. There was a large military presence there. There was kind of a mix there. And you and I have talked about this, how in a way, Korea, if we're looking at this really historically, has always been a place where it's had to deal with outsiders and outside mm -hmm. influence, and, and, and but still have its own identity. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you think that kind of played into what we think of as modern Korean culture now? Um, you're definitely right about the fact that the American influence um, was 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 you know had a great role in allowing this uh, culture to really blossom. Because if you if you think about it, the fact that um, Koreans are are you know, are able to really um, express their feelings in a democratic way and and know that everyone else can express mm. it too, um, is, is a relatively modern concept um, that came with democracy and, you know, with the Western, with America. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, and if you look at it from a capitalistic, maybe, or a Western um, culture point of view, during the Korean War, where you know thousands of uh, young men and women servicemen um, from the United States came to Korea, and you know many made this ultimate sacrifice. Um, the, along with the, the the troops came Korean came uh, American culture, mm -hmm. and like the you know like the way that Korea um, has accepted. And at the same time, adapted a lot of the outside cultures, um, the Western culture as well. Um, when it came during wartime, um, was accepted, and you know there there are many young girl bands um, that that started um, during the Korean War. Um, you know, as part of the USO um, groups, entertaining mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. for servicemen. These are jobs. Um, yes, they were, and they were relatively good jobs mm -hmm. too. And and um, so and and they were. I have pictures of of um, uh, some of these groups being appearing on the Ed Sullivan Show in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, they were so good mm -hmm. that um, they were popular not just among the servicemen, mm -hmm. but even had a little small following in the United States at that time. Mm -hmm. So. So it it goes back a long time, but it's not just the fifties, as, as we've talked about. You know, if you go back way back, um, Korea is a very small country surrounded by very big powers, um, China and Japan, um, and also, but but um, not being gobbled up. I mean, maintaining an identity mm -hmm. among giants requires. Um, an adept, very adaptability that is um, 
uh, quite. You have to have quite a master at that、mm-hmm. to be able to not、um, become、uh, swept up in it、mm-hmm. in, in a big culture, but at the same time not resist it to an extent that that they want to gobble you up.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, and it was you know. So there's a lot of influence. Let's say religion is Buddhism. Yeah, third of Koreans are Buddhists. Forty percent of Koreans are Christians, Catholics combined. Those religions didn't happen in Korea; they came into Korea. Buddhism,、um, although they came through、um, China, the Buddhist art—you know—the highlight of Buddhist art is in Korea.、Mm-hmm. Christianity, even though missionaries and and you know, in the a hundred years ago, more than a hundred years ago, they they actually、um, headed to China, but. Did Christianity find a home in China? No,、really. they found a home in Korea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, so there's a、um, there's a there's a character to to Koreans that are relatively open、mm-hmm. to an outside influence, but will take it、mm-hmm. and then make it their make own. Make it their own. It, yeah, it becomes Korean. It becomes Korean. Korean Christianity is yeah has a. Think what they did, what the Koreans did with、um, red peppers, you know, that came through、um, the the Asian continent.、Um, no one else made kimchi, but we did. Think about it with spam. Yes, there you go. Yes, Korea spam and kimchi together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what about the role of the Korean government or Korean authorities and all this? Because there are a couple of narratives that I've heard sometimes as people look at this phenomenon, and one sometimes is. Oh, you know the 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 modern Korean wave, the uh the well the B boys for a while, or you know、uh, the the films,、uh, the、uh, K pop now,、um, it's been very top down. The government invested, or sometimes this the subset of that is a big business invested. They this is all a kind of a big top down effort.、Uh, how do you see that? What how do you see the role of the government? And kind of the second, so slightly different question. And I I mentioned this to you earlier too. I think there was a time, and again a decade or so ago, when 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 I was in Korea. Uh, as ambassador,、um, I remember the head of the Korea Foundation at that time saying to me,、um, uh, and this is when Hallyu was just beginning to be used.、Um, he said, "We really don't know what to do about this because、um, you know we're not sure that we want." Pop stuff to represent Korea. There was this <laughs> idea of high art, right? That Korea also had, and this part、yeah. of it. I mean, wonderful, you know, classical musicians in the Western tradition and the Korean tradition.、Um, uh, wonderful classical forms of all kinds.、Mm. Uh, but is this what we want to, you know, support and represent? I think it's come a long way since、yeah. that. But, but where, yeah, what do you see as the kind of the background of that, and how the government, if you like? I mean, you've you've expressed、mm. an interesting thing about how you see it now, which I think is an interesting. Evolution, but uh, uh, what the role was in in building this wave was it was it building the wave was it making the wave was it riding the wave was it being crashed by it I guess I, mean, <laughs> I guess be pushed by the wave I mean、yeah. you know you're sort of riding the wave in a way、um, I can see I can see why people would think that because、mm-hmm. the Korean government had a major role in. In bringing Korea's economy up from the ashes、right. of the Korean War, I mean, we started out as being one of the poorest countries in the world, and now,、um, you know, being one of the richest, and in a seventy-year span. And so, in that process, the Korean government, hand in hand with the Korean business community,、um, worked really hard, planned really well, and executed a lot of very important policies that got Korea into into the. 
position it is in now. And so when people look at the popularity and, and what they see as a, as a very um, uh, 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 um, explosive popularity of Korean culture, they think, oh, you know, it sort of follows up the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see, you know, people talking about the Korean role when we're talking about the automobile industry mm-hmm. or electronic mm-hmm. industry, in which we didn't have anything before. Making very selective Yes, and it was like selective image. There was a plan for the future, and it was, you know, it was something that, started from scratch. Mm-hmm. Culture is not like that. Mm-hmm. Culture, Korean, as I, as we talked about before, Korean culture has always existed. I mean, we have been in existence for thousands of years. You know, there's a myth that we, we were, you know, descendants from the gods, you know, thousands of years ago. And culture has mm-hmm. always been mm-hmm. a part of the mm-hmm. Korean lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think it, it's something that was created. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, you know, there were there was support, um, but a lot of governments, when there is when they have their own culture, um, and it's not an economically feasible um, kind of culture, do things to support and nurture their mm-hmm. own culture because they f- they realize the importance mm-hmm. of having and and nurturing and protecting their own culture and Korea did the same, um, and because culture is such a part of Korean lifestyle, um, investments were made. But I I also sort of agree that the Korean government really, I mean it it wasn't a realistic export economy until the industry itself was an export e- economy mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that the, the Korean government made it mm-hmm. an export or made it was it was doing so well that it was like, oh my God, it's an yeah. export industry. Right. You know, um, in, in sort of in that kind of position. And, um, you know, it, it's helped. Mm-hmm. But um, people in the industry mm-hmm. would laugh you right out of the room if if they, if you mm-hmm. told them it was a Korean. If people think outside of Korea that the government um, created the Hallyu industry. It doesn't mm-hmm. hold water. Today. Well, you know, and it would seem like, I mean, maybe some evidence of that, and I want to get your, your sense about this, is if you look at... Um, Korean films, and I'm not going to go into a big history of Korean films. I'm not an expert, but I, I've, I've liked Korean films for a mm-hmm. long time. Uh, but of course, Parasite won Best Picture Oscar, yep. and, and Squid Game, that's a different kind of film, uh, has been incredibly popular. And one thing both of those have in common is they're, they're kind of a dark view of life in modern Korea. You know, they're not the kind of thing I would imagine, you know, embassies showing abroad to say, look how great things are. Um, uh, but people relate to them. They have, yep. you know, they, they have some this resonance, which says a lot about the world today, I guess. But yeah. but also, I mean, Korean films have always dealt with these these kind of dark themes as well as, uh, or, or difficult themes. Well, I mean, those are the those are the films that sort of catch imagination, I guess. You know, the Oscars, they they sort of like to see films that sort of um, point out um, difficulties, you well, know. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's not yeah. you know the rom coms yeah. usually don't make the Oscars. Yeah. Korea has you know their own yeah, um, yeah, number of, of rom, you know romantic yeah. comedy comedies and stuff like that. But you know they they do also um, you know face these difficulties of human beings head on. Mm-hmm. I guess 
I don't know. I mean, it, it, someone was telling me about the fact, you know, because I, I, I hate scary movies, horror movies, <laughs> and they say, and and there was some horror thing for for, for that for a younger audience, and why would you show? And they said, well, you know, a scary movie makes the real world less scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, when 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 you're faced with a lot of Indian Koreans' history, there's a lot of difficulty, a lot of. Mm -hmm. Um, pain, tragedy. I guess putting some of those injustices and feelings mm -hmm. on onto a stage or on a movie or on a script, mm -hmm. um, in a way, sort of made those problems solvable. Whether they were solved mm -hmm. or not, mm -hmm. you put it out there mm -hmm. to be solved. And so I think that sort of a approach mm -hmm. that is all Koreans have always thought was a good one. Um, and so we've never really thought that was a bad image of Korea. Um, it was sort of a real image of some of the real problems. You don't mind showing those, yeah. those yeah, yeah. Because it's not showing them to say it is bad. Mm -hmm. It is showing them to show that those these are the problems that must be solved. These are human human issues. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like horror movies either, but but I did like the movie, which is a zombie movie, Train to Busan. Train to Busan. I do too. But yeah, but but uh, I, I for a lot of reasons. But um, when I meet Americans who've never been to Korea and they and they've seen Train to Busan, their question often to me is. Are the trains in Korea really that nice? That <laughs> you know, which 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 means you know, not the zombies. It's handsome men. Never happened on an American train because uh, the, the the doors wouldn't work that well. <laughs> they keep the zombies out. So so there is a message also being delivered about which may or may not be totally accurate. In yeah. the case of the trains, it's pretty accurate. It is. But but you know, in the case of I mean, the way that people live within Parasite, you see the rich, you see the struggling. You do see something that is again in a film, but it, it reflects a number of different realities of, yeah. about the society. I, I guess you know we just don't look at it that way. Yeah. Because um, you know, like like Parasite, I, I haven't gotten the the Busan train comment yet. But Parasite or Squid Game, and then I have had people out, you know, non Koreans, you know, say to me, you know, his quiet voice. He's like, <laughs> Um, are you okay with these? You know, and right, said, right. and I've, I've turned to them and said, why? And this, they depict a very dark aspect mm -hmm. of of Korean society. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the gap between the the rich and the poor, you know, injustice and all that. Um, it doesn't paint a nice picture of Korea. Is mm -hmm. the Korean government okay with this? And mm -hmm. and I and I, I hadn't even thought about it. It, you know, I've never had. A government mm -hmm. official say that to me that, that express those concerns to me. We we just don't we just don't think about it that in that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in the same way, we don't think the train to Busan. Wow, you know, we should have put a, a even a nicer train on the train yeah. to Busan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, you know. A film is a film is a film. Yeah. But, you know, that is a reflection of something that, and rightly so, I mean, Korea now, in the way it takes for granted, and that's the maturity of its, yeah. of its democracy, you know, doesn't have problems like everyone, but but the maturity of its democracy, because, again, I, I remember living in Korea in the 1970s, and the only very few foreign films, by the way, there was, the, the market was a bit close to foreign films, mm -hmm. there was an effort to promote domestic yeah. films, so there was government policy that helped, but but the only films that were allowed to show were very anti-communist, you know, where uh, mm -hmm. the killing 
fields was shown like for years it's an excellent <laughs> film for the Gone with the Wind was a popular one yeah. but you know there wasn't there there were certainly constraints but you say now it's taken for granted that um, yeah. that Korea is on the cutting edge of this this, yeah. this discussion I mean you know the, the same people would say you know certain other governments would not be happy with mm -hmm. this or would not allow such films to be so popular mm -hmm. outside of Korea because of the very fact that they show um, a society and not in the brightest of lights. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it is, it is a testament to the democratic foundations that you know were, were sowed by the Americans you know during the Korean mm -hmm. War that um, we don't think um, I mean we believe our democracy is strong enough. That we don't have to, you know, that it would not crumble because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a film said there was, it realistically um, said there was a gap between the rich and the poor. Um, so it, it, it is a much freer expression mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. than, than it used to be. And, and, and it's, you know, you know the, the other reason was that Squid Game and, and um, Parasite in Korea is just one of many of these kind of films. We have films about um, prosecution, you know, wielding its power unjustly. We have mafia, mm -hmm. um, gangster movies galore. I mean, we have, we have so many movies that, that talk about people um, not so not so beautiful or kind people. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so, so as you travel around the world, do you think that this really has influenced the way that people you meet see Korea, see its society, see its people, how, how, how you know, Korea can relate, whether they're in business or students or something? Do you think it's made a difference to Korea's standing well, in the world? I do know that it has awakened an interest in Korea like never before. Mm -hmm. And that is felt by not just me, but sort of everybody that I meet um, and I talk to in an interview, whether they are in the diplomatic floor, whether they're in the business area, whether they're a startup, whether they're artists, um, they talk about the fact that before when they say, well, I'm, I come from Korea, you know, the, the question would be um, either North or South, in right. South or North Korea, or, you know, where, you know, China, you know, it, it would just confuse us with a lot of different concepts. Now, uh, when people talk, and you know, you go out, and, and a startup told me this, and he said he would go out and for a meeting with a capital fund, you know, wanting mm -hmm. to get funds mm -hmm. for a startup, and usually it would be, you know, he would practice his English and you know, um, be prepared to make that, you know, great first impression. So he would prepare that first. Um, good to see you. Welcome. You know, good to see you. My name is blah blah blah, mm -hmm. and he would put out his hand and the guy would say, Annyeonghaseyo. And he said, at that moment, all English went out of my mind. I didn't know what to say. I didn't mm -hmm. want, I didn't know what to say, Annyeonghaseyo or, mm -hmm. you know, hello. But he said, it happens much more than once. Mm -hmm. It happens quite often. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how, you know, they or someone in their family um, enjoyed a Korean drama, how their children are in love with BTS, things like that. And so while that might not cinch the deal, it always makes that personal connection much closer, right. Right. and it sort of um, it allows a, a much more um, a, a, a friendlier atmosphere uh -huh. for things to be done uh -huh. and, and agreed upon. So it, I think it has a it has a really positive aspect. Now, does that mean 
they know more about Korea. Not really, and that's what I'm here to do. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I, I actually think that's really profound. It seems simple, but really profound. I mean, I think about, you know, as, as an American, as I've watched other Americans, I mean, as we go out in the world, I mean, even years ago, before the Internet, and people had some idea about America, and it may have been about American politics yeah. or a role in the world, but it was usually, yeah, like a cowboy movie, you know. They <laughs> that's loved, right. They loved the movie, right? Yeah. It was, again, it was kind of American soft culture, if you like, and it, you're right. It kind of broke the ice. It gave you a way you could kind of connect with people whatever your, you know, intention in the relationship was, you know, there was business or diplomacy or, or what have you. Um, and Korea didn't have that. Nope. Korea didn't have that. It was like a show. How are things in North Korea now? Yeah. yeah or, 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 or MASH. Or MASH. The aftermath of the Korean War type right, of thing. Right. No, that's pretty profound. It's worth a lot. Yeah. So I have to ask you a little bit about, I'm not an expert in this, but maybe this about about the... Uh, uh, K-pop, I guess we call mm. it the music, right? Like you know, BTS and 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 Black Jean, no, the blue, <laughs> Black Pink, Blue Jean. Sorry, I'm sorry. I know, yeah. Black Pink. I know about Black Pink. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they're like yeah, I did by the British Empire too. And yes. too. But but yeah. So I mean, I have a lot of questions about that. But but um, again, that's something that has become so big. Uh, and uh, um, is it? Is, is it bigger overseas than it is in Korea in terms of a cultural phenomenon? Is it different? And, and tell me something about the fan base, because it seems like mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a fan base that ha also has a certain organic or some kind of life. Of mm. that. Well, I mean, you could do a whole, whole hour yeah. just on, on K-pop. Um, but um, uh, K-pop is actually even more popular in Korea than outside Korea. It is, okay. But, but, you know, yeah. in Korea, K-pop is a genre. You know, it has... Uh -huh. it, uh, I was just reading a story in, um, I think, in Billboard magazine about the different types of Korean music. Um, and, it, you know, Korea has, has a big K-pop, um, you know, portion, but there's also a very big, what they call contemporary, adult contemporary, uh -huh. you know, we call it a ballad, you know. Right, right, right. And then there's hip-hop, and then there's what we call trot, which is, yeah. which was described by Billboard magazine as sort of the Korean um, uh, country music. <laughs> yeah? Um, so that's, that's why I like it. That's why, I, that's, that's why, that's why you connect. Um, so there, there's a, there are many different yeah. genres of music. But these are also now getting out in the world. Yeah, now that people are, are yeah. You know, the, the top, like, um, no brain, you, you, will, you won't know who no brain. Do you know? I know who no brain is. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I have, you're, you're, I, know, respect, I love no brain. <laughs> no. But anyway, um, so these kind of different types of music exist yeah, in Koreans, yeah. and K-pop is one section of mm -hmm. it, but it's a, it's a big section, mm -hmm. you know, and, and mm -hmm. um, they're very popular in Korea, um, and there is a big fan base in Korea. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 I'm going to say it wrong, so I don't want to say it. all the different colors of balloons that that pop up in any every of these um, concerts. Yeah. You can see how how popular yeah. they are. Um, you know, the, the relationship with the bands and their fans um, is always talked about, and I do think that's an important aspect of the popularity of K-pop. Um, and I think. And people say, well, why has that relationship um, developed in that way? 
I think in some sense, um, you know, because the Korean uh, music scene has always been, you know, the the audience. I don't know if you remember, you know, the Korean traditional music mm -hmm. you know, performance. Mm -hmm. The audience is mm -hmm. not just an audience. Right. An audience is almost a part of the performance itself. Right. You know, the audience has to respond to something in order for that band, the traditional band, to be able to perform. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's always been a, a, a thinking about an audience, not just as spectators, mm -hmm. but as a part of the team itself. So I think, I mean, you know, I don't know, but I believe that that kind of respect for the people that are in the other side of the, the stage um, was a foundation for treating um, the, the audience as, as almost a decision maker in what the band does or how the band behaves or the, what kind of songs mm -hmm. they choose next. Mm -hmm. Because so there's, a, there's a, what they call it a service to, the, to mm -hmm. their fan base mm -hmm. that the Korean um, bands, K-pop bands especially, do very well. Mm -hmm. And then the fans appreciate it because they feel like it's, a, it's an inter- Con, you know, interaction kind mm -hmm. of thing, and they they don't feel like they're just out there to um, buy the, mm -hmm. the the movie rights, but uh, the songs, but to input um, their lives and 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 allow the K-pop bands to um, be a part of their lives too. Mm -hmm. And I think that gives the K-pop bands. Um, uh, a responsibility to their mm -hmm. fan base mm -hmm. that um, that I think is very good, mm -hmm. um, and and it's sort of that sort of mm -hmm. um, been a uh, the engine behind mm -hmm. a lot of their popularity mm -hmm. overseas, especially. Yeah, and I think what you're describing is intrinsically a kind of a feature of Korean social behavior, yeah. right? Of of kind of how people relate to each other. And, and, it wasn't an artificial thing, uh -huh. you know, but I think it, it's, we just didn't consider uh -huh. an audience just people that bought tickets to come uh -huh. and listen. Um, you, you've been to a lot of mm -hmm. these madang nori mm -hmm. things, yeah. And, yeah. and the the final um, the final mm -hmm. performance of any Korean traditional mm -hmm. music performance is a dance with the audience. Everyone yeah. dances together. You know, if they have if you have an oishigo, there has to be a, you know, you know, jota from the audience in order yeah. for the music to go on. Yeah, actually, that's really interesting. I mean, when I think of the kind of the smallest farm performances I may have seen in a very traditional style yeah. decades ago, and I see a concert in Korea now. If it's a concert for a Western. You know, John Legend, I went to one of his concerts in Korea. And it's the most participatory audience Everyone, in the Everyone world. outside of Korea that has performed around yeah. the world and come to Korea yeah. comment on the fact that the audience participation yeah. in Korea is like no other. Yeah. And so, and so I think foreign it, audiences yeah. of Korean and so when people think of, of and say about the mm -hmm. fan base, they think it's an artificial thing that the K-pop, you know, um, you know, the industry created. But it, it's, I mean, there of course it's mm -hmm. it's commercially viable, and so it mm -hmm. was promoted. But we're not that smart. <laughs> I mean, you know, we are That's smart. Good, yeah. We're not yeah. that yeah. smart. You yeah. know. Um, so I think it, it, it is. It was innately a part of Korean performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm going to make sure I'm going to ask one more question and leave some time for questions from online or, 
or from uh, from the audience. But I want to add one other element, or maybe it's kind of two. One is we haven't, you know, as culture, we could touch on so many things. One that's also interesting to me is literature. And and I know that there's been a sense over the years in Korea that, that Korean literature has been underappreciated by the rest of the world. And that has to do with the language and translation. Yeah. And, and actually, I, mean, I think some difficult kind of cultural themes, if you like, mm-hmm. it hasn't been as, as accessible. Do you see that as changing? And, and But the other part of that is, uh, and this gets to the element of, I guess, what we call the diaspora, mm-hmm. um, in this case, Korean-Americans. And one thing that's really struck me is, how many books Korean Americans have written over the last decade or so? Given it's just proliferating. Many of these books are about their own sense of Korean identity, American identity, their stories, you know, second and third generation. I mean, this incredible explosion of of examination of what it means to be Korean, not in Korea, mm-hmm. and and but but expressed in literary form. What about the world of I don't know, of literature? I guess is my question to you. And what is the interaction of this wave with the diaspora community? Is it really kind of separate? But um, I think it, it, it's an extension of the fact that Koreans are are uh, take um, the 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 activity of expressing themselves mm-hmm. very seriously, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. telling a story about, you know, and and as I said, you know, we have thousands of years of a history of a very small country that has been invaded like 960 times from what I, from my year. Um, the latest count is 960 times um, and occupy three times, um, fighting off all of their occupations very strongly and very ad- uh, adamantly. So, there are so many stories of pain, but, you know, overcoming pain, you know, joys and sorrows. Um, you know, there, there are so many words in Korea to express a certain sentiment that only people that have gone through that can express. So, and I think it is, it is an attempt by um, a generation of people who have seen both worlds, have seen um, the stories and, and, the, and the countless number of stories that can be told mm-hmm. about Korea or things that they've gone through, and see an audience outside of Korea, mm-hmm. which is thirsting for these kind of new stories. And, and, so, and so that's the connection being made. So I actually think, you know, you're going to see even more coming through. I think so, too. There's so so many stories that have not been told. Mm -hmm. Um, Just waiting in the wings. I know Korea's waiting for its uh, first uh, Nobel Prize in literature. Yeah, maybe that may come. But, you know, in the meanwhile, there'll be musical based on Mm -hmm. Korean stories, operas maybe, books, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, one one more thing I say. I, I I was really struck by learning again while I was in Korea that um, a lot of uh, uh, Broadway shows or shows that that will be coming to Broadway mm-hmm. or returning to Broadway actually go to Korea mm-hmm. first are translated into Korean, all the sets are built, all the, uh, you know, it's, but it's a Korean production, mm. but the whole thing is like a, a rehearsal for taking a, the, the kind of skeleton of that show to Broadway, yep. which also to me is interesting because it says something about the the underlying um, technical skills yeah. that exist in Korea and are being used uh, to, to help develop content that is not going to be recognizably Korean when it goes somewhere else. Mm. 
but the, the, the sort of so the intermeshing, I guess I'd say, of this this cultural talent and energy and capability with uh, the broader the broader world. Yeah, I guess there's not a question there exactly, but I was really struck by that. Yeah, you know, that musicals. I think Dream Girls, all in Korean, yeah. was was really an amazing experience to me. All by Korean. Oh, well, they, they, we have. Um, I've met a number of producers, you know, Broadway producers yeah. who regularly come to Korea to launch a. Uh, a a musical, new musical, um, in Korea to see how it goes. See how it goes. Yeah, and to sort of you know fix all the glitches if they need to in Korea, and then take it back. Um, and it, it's a perfect market to do that. One because there's an abundance of talent yep. in terms of the musical performers. The of course all the technical aspects of it are very high tech, so you can you know see how the most modern ways of of um, stage producing and all that is mm -hmm. being done, mm -hmm. and also the audience, you know, the audience component mm -hmm. is also very important. They can sort of gauge from an audience um, how this music will do. Musical will do, um, and and the Korean audience is very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even during the entire pandemic, um, musical performers have told me that probably the only place that never really completely shuttered their theaters is Korea. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't do it every day, maybe every other day, or, you know, they had, um, you know, only half the, the, the um, audience could sit, but it was never fully shut. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the performers could continue to perform. And so that was very important. Um, in terms of setting Korea as a very important stage. And, you know, the other aspect is that you can really do that while making money. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Koreans go to a musical. The audiences are there. The audiences yeah. go a number of times. Mm -hmm. um, and because it, uh, the, the technicality is that the, audi the, the cast members change very, very often. Mm -hmm. And so you can go three times and they have a three different casts. But... Overall, the, the, the act of going and seeing a musical um, for not just an older generation, but for a very young generation is, is such a um, normal mm -hmm. pattern of um, uh, consuming mm -hmm. culture in mm -hmm. Korea that it's, um, it's a great place to perform is what yeah, I've been told. Yeah, but a less visible kind of aspect of cultural cooperation, if you like, where, yeah, can, there's, a, there's a cooperative the aspect of, of it, yeah. 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 Especially when it's a win-win situation. Right, right, right. That's amazing. So my advice is if you go to Korea, go see a Broadway play oh. there. <laughs> but it'll be in Korean. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. Um, all right, I'm going to turn to the audience now. Um, yes, well, could you introduce yourself and wait for the microphone, if there is a microphone. Otherwise, yeah, right here. Thank you. Um, my name is Terence Matsuo. I'm a non-resident fellow here at KEI. Um, very interesting conversation. And I guess, you know, one of the themes has been, you know, uh, how can Korea use its pop culture, its soft power to advance its foreign policy goals? And so I was wondering if the ambassador, if you could speak on how that works in kind of authoritarian societies and systems where, you know, the populace may not have as much of an influence on their government or, you know, where the, the aperture for entry is a lot smaller. Thank you. Um. As someone who sort of 
as an ambassador for cultural cooperation, it's still a little difficult for me to, to, to say that, oh, we're using um, Korean culture to push um, our, our agenda onto other countries. I think culture, um, if, you, if you try to do that with culture, then it doesn't become culture. You know, it sort of takes on a different form, and culture needs to um, to have an in. I don't know if it's an innocence, but have a purity um, in order to be you know recognized mm -hmm. as culture. Um, you know, the, the the fact the thing is that I the the what I sort of talk about is that innate. In Korean culture, in terms of you know the difficult stories that Korean that Korean movies tell, um, the, the the tragic um, stories that Korean books um, relate, or the, the happy ones, you know the merry ones, they all talk about stories of people, um, real stories, you know, and and of people, um, you know. And, and the story, whether you are in it, 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 the story that usually the ones that resonate are the ones that um, uh, that have a have a component in which you are you are you are you are, you are struck by, but not defeated um, by injustice. Mm -hmm. um, because if you're totally struck by and you're, I mean. That may work, but still, I mean, the 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 fight, um, the 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 struggle, um, in itself is is your hope for for humanity, and a lot of the stories that Korea tells have that in it, and so in it's not saying go fight against your your dictator, it's saying everyone. Everyone has that capability, and never forget it. Is I think what may be you know a story that can be told. We cannot go to any government and say you know through a cultural um, that you should do this or you should that. No government should, you know would be able to do that. But I think it it is that um, a, a story of 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 some of a human struggle. Um, and and a, a respect for something of a real story of a person, um, which I think is is what resonates out of Korean culture, and hopefully that's a freedom of expression, a, dem a truly democratic expression that can make a point without saying. You know, without put you know without hammering over someone else's head, you know, democracy is the best form of of politics because our culture is a result of our democracy, of our um, you know freedom of expression. So mm -hmm. it, it's a difficult question, but I don't think it, it it's a, it's an it should be an easy one to answer. Yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking as you were saying that. I mean, I, I've heard Korean government officials say often uh, because we have a relatively recent uh, experience of 
economic growth and democratization, we have an experience that other countries can relate to, and you know we are able to reach them. And but you know honestly, it's one thing for like a government bureaucrat to say that, but <laughs> if you know, but I think what you're talking about is actually there are films and 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 stories that that tell that tell that story. And you know, you see a, a this this you know small country maybe you've never heard of that's had these difficulties or individual lives, and th- that almost I mean communicates the, yeah. the message I think better than you know. A, <laughs> The kind of thing sometimes we write here at PEI, I shouldn't say PEI, here's what happened, you know, uh, over the last X, X, Y, and Z. Sorry, you're at KEI too, so we do great stuff. But, yeah, but, but you know, sometimes they say it's the, it's the feeling of it, yeah. right? Uh, the, there's a role that, that, yeah, that right. plays, and there's a role that culture plays. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it, it's not quite, it's not exactly the same. Yeah, yeah interesting. Tom? Well, uh, thank you for coming today, and it's been really refreshing to hear your perspective on all of this. Um, I'm going to ask this question because I've been asked this question before, and I wasn't sure how to answer it. So um, as Ambassador Stevens mentioned, Black Pink was inducted into the most excellent order of the British Empire. Um, it was, it, yeah, it was Black Pink. <laughs> Parasite received an Oscar, and at Yoon suk visit to Congress uh, back in April, um, more than, I think, $2.5 billion was announced as part of Netflix's investment into Korean content. Um, people have asked, Korea is having this Hallyu Korean wave, but um, countries nearby, such as Japan, aren't having the same global or universal cultural effect. Maybe they did in the past, but um, my question is essentially, what sets Korea apart where they're able to do this, um, where other countries in the region haven't? What makes them special about that, I guess? Hmm. It's difficult to tell one's own horn. Um, I mean, it, it is, I guess it is sort of a combination of what I've been trying to sort of say, that it is an innately um, part of how we've been able to survive for such a long time with our culture, our character, identity, relatively intact. But it has not been a, a, a fact that the outside world knew about very well until our popular culture became so popular outside of Korea. I think Japan, because of its relationship with the United States and, and its economic um, prowess, was much, you know, it was was. was um, introduced to the global world in a much earlier state. Um, and China has, China's difficulties are for an entirely different reason, um, which I won't go into now, but it, it, it's a different um, situation in, in terms of the political, um, uh, political background, I guess. Um, but it, it is a, it is this little country called Korea, which has really surprised people and sort of amazed people by by the, and you know, I mean, again, I, I, when, I, when I do my talks, I show a map and show how small Korea is. It's like 104th country in the world in terms of geography, you know, the land mass. And, and half of the peninsula is cut off because, you know, we're basically an island because North Korea is on, you know, on top of us. Um, so it is a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. And, and as a, there is a, um, 
uh, a new, you know, discovering a new um, pattern of things that um, that sort of lent it, especially in the beginning stages, um, a bit, you know, gave it the the engine and and the excitement. But I think that excitement so far has been able to be sustained because it hasn't stopped just at Psy. It hasn't stopped just at BTS. It's BTS and Blackpink, and we have you know you know ten different other um, K-pop bands waiting in the wings. It is it is K-pop groups that are not the Blackpinks of the future will no longer be just Korean bands. It will be Korean. Uh, it will be a Korean produced, but it will have a Thai um, you know a person in it, an Indonesian singer, a dancer, um, you know, and and these. K-pop bands, although they're very young, they put a lot of time and effort into not just the song and dance. They can, you know, if they're if their audience and you know their fan base is in the United States, they will study and learn English the same as if they were trying to get into an English department at a university. Mm-hmm. Um, if their if their market is Jap is Japan, there will be there will be people who are will be fluent in Japanese, you know, if they're, and, you know, increasingly their markets is in Central America, they're Spanish fluent. You know, it is a a continuous effort to keep up with what is expected and, you know, what, you know, what is the next uh, level that they can um, aspire to. And so I think as long as this kind of effort and really um, futuristic uh, uh, strategy or I don't, uh, plan mm-hmm. um, go comes you know is a part of the cultural um, growth mm-hmm. there is a you know the sustainability is still there um, and people are still surprised by you know when um, almost you know all the all the inter- almost all the international um, classical music competitions in the world now are won by South Koreans. Um, yeah, I want to take a couple more ways. questions and see if we have any online here. Yes, here in the front row. You were here early. <laughs> Hello, my name is Venetia, and I'm from the GW School. I'm one of the Korea Study Fellows there. And I just had a question more on the topic of, um, we were talking about the uh, initial interest in supporting elite arts in Korea. And along the lines of current pop culture and military conscription, I was interested in hearing your opinions about the growing um, support of the military exemptions for um, K-pop groups and things of that nature. I've seen studies that have talked about the possible $4.9 billion um, GDP loss that can be um, seen due to groups such as BTS being conscripted. Do you think there's any foreseeable middle ground that the current presidency or future presidencies can kind of (laughs) find? Well, I mean, um, that was that was a very important issue for um, for a long time. Um, you know, the, the exemption to the military was was given for you know for um, people who got the gold medal at an Olympic. Right. Um, 
because there was a, um, a you know, doing your military service is um, is serve is service towards a national interest. You know, promoting national interests by becoming going into the military, defending the country, and they and it was said that well thought that well. Um, you know, um, uplifting the image of Korea by winning a gold medal at the Olympics is doing almost the same thing. So you can be exempted. There was a there was a lot of controversy around whether um, being a global Hallyu star put you in that realm, and how how can you tell I me mean, if you if you won three Billboard awards, does that you know get you you know does that um, take away third of your military mm-hmm. career? Um, in the end, I, I I believe in the end that that the K-pop industry um, thought it was it, it was a better idea um, for the K-pop industry not to consider themselves mm-hmm. exempt. Mm-hmm. Um, are not a part mm-hmm. of the norm, mm-hmm. normal Korean, mm-hmm. um, you know, psyche. Mm-hmm. That that it 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 was an industry. Mm-hmm. It was um, it, it was a market. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so BTS, you know, are they are going to the military? Of course, will it at the end of the day end up lo- losing Korea in dollars? Maybe, but. Not everything is um, about the dollars and cents um, of an issue, and I think you know um, people are giving BTS a lot of respect mm-hmm. um, for the decision that was made, mm-hmm. and so in the long run, um, it may turn out. Well, I think it will turn out mm-hmm. to be um, a very um, astute and a wise. Um, decision and something you know from a private industry, you have to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I am I respect um, their decision to do that. I think it overall the Korean um, audiences. While in the beginning it was heartbreaking, but I think also they respect their artists enough. So that when BTS made the decision to go, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. were on board with it. An interesting insight into right, Korean cultural attitudes oh. on that. Very interesting. I, I know there's a couple more hands. We're running a little late, but let me take a couple of questions. And if we have any online, uh, we'll, we'll stop with these two. And uh, But can we take them together maybe? Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll be brief. Um, Adam Wojohotz with the Korean Cultural Center. Washington. <laughs> It really resonates a lot of things that you said as I talk to students and other groups who are learning about Korea. Uh, so just sort of just quick follow, follow up on some of the other questions we've we've heard. Something that I hear a lot from critics or people studying you know, how do you the general phenomenon is how much is you know artists and how much is government support. That's kind of a little bit frustrating question because it implies it's somewhat inauthentic to start with. But getting at why it's special, I mean, there are people like you, not all countries have cultural ambassadors or ambassadors for cultural cooperation. So just to sort of get at that, what are your, some of your objectives for the year? What would you, you know, what are some examples maybe of cooperation that you've been able to, to get at, or what do you want to get at in the next year? Um, and the other question following up sort of on like, what does Korea want to do with its popularity? Maybe not necessarily a policy goal, but what kind of 
image or reputation or values maybe does Korea want to have? We can look at groups like BTS and they've talked about their values and they've spoken at the UN and the White House about those values like combating anti-Asian hate crimes discrimination or anti-bullying or destigmatizing mental health. Those are important issues. So maybe not necessarily a policy goal, but something you value. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's a great wrap-up question. So we'll hold on to that for a minute and, and, and get the other one and then maybe give you a, okay. a few minutes to... Uh... All right, thank you. Um, my name is John and I'm the program manager at the George Washington University Institute for Korean Studies. Um, my question is actually quite related, um, but you've touched um, quite a bit um, on how uh, you see part of your so uh, how you can see part of your role as um, introducing people to Korea, kind of beyond these you know cultural things. So of course, Korean culture is a very important aspect of Korea, but as we all know, there's a lot more to Korea than just BTS and Blackpink. So I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about you know how what your role is in encouraging people to take that next step beyond just their fandom of, of K-pop or K-dramas and to engage with Korea on a deeper level, um, you know, how you see um, your role in contributing um, towards that effort. Thank you. Great question. Yeah, they're all, all sort of related. Um, but I guess um, one, you know, the, the, the testament to how much the cultural this area is not really <laughs> um, uh, uh, controlled um, by the government is that even though I have the role of ambassador for cultural cooperation, there are no specific objectives. There are no real, you know, strategies and goals that I must achieve um, during this year, which is strange. Which seems strange, but it's just, um, you know, it's just sort of a, a recognition by the Korean government, but that there's this big, um, you know, this, this, this surge of, of interest and positive um, uh, opinion about Korean culture. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they see it, but like, you know, many of the questions that were directed to me, there's, there's not a way to really define it or explain mm -hmm. it. And, and everyone gets these questions because it seems to have come out of nowhere. I mean, you know, that's what people think. It, it came out of nowhere. Um, and I guess it, it's just um, the Korean government feeling that maybe someone should really think about it more, you know, and, and find an explanation or, or, or to, to have a narrative about, you know, um, what Korea is about mm -hmm. so that people don't think it just popped up out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Culture never pops out, out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, right. that, you know, Jack and the gi you know, giant, whatever it is. <laughs> the beanstalk. Um, yeah, the beanstalk. Beanstalk, it, culture doesn't pop up. Um, so, yeah, I guess um, my point is that, you know, that, I, I do want to emphasize the fact that 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 it is is a reflect the, the Korean cultural output, mm -hmm. whether it is Blackpink or BTS, you know, talking about um, uh, global, it, or whether it's the books, um, whether it's the classical music, you know, it, it is all it is it is a part it is a part of what Korea is all about, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and while we're not always about talking about, you know, loving yourself, um, world peace. It's about allowing whoever, you know, if you want to, to talk about world peace, um, you can, you know. Um, and if you, if you, if that is where you feel your mission is, 
um, you know, mm-hmm. um, Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it we've never been really able to 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 harness um, mm-hmm. the 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 five million different directions that our people um, head towards. If you you know know Koreans, you know that it's hard to to you know get them tend to go into one direction. You know? mm-hmm. um, so it's, um, I guess it, it is just to, to, um, to, to emphasize, and, and this is the moment in which where you have the eyes on Korea because of its culture, mm-hmm. you sort of want to um, give people not one, but at least a, a better idea of what Korea is that has, so that, uh, you know, how a country like Korea, what uh, what is behind the fact mm-hmm. that Korea um, has been able to, to produce mm-hmm. this kind of mm-hmm. cultural imagination excitement. And we really do believe that it is because it has, you know, it's not because, um, you know, for example, I don't know, what, what would be an, it was not because you know a Korean government mm-hmm. invested one year in Korean broadcasting. Mm-hmm. It, it's because then that would that would mean that's all you need to do in order for mm-hmm. for a culture to you know erupt and explode. Mm-hmm. It, it it's not. I mean that may be what you do if you want a manufacturing industry, mm-hmm. a car automobile, mm-hmm. but not culture industry. Mm-hmm. A culture industry is a reflection of mm-hmm. its people and its values. And what you find exciting, mm-hmm. what you find that you can connect with is the Korean people and their values, which mm-hmm. are, you know, you go back and forth, but but it's a very humanistic, it's a very democratic, free mm-hmm. um, you know, way of expressing, you've never been able to stop Koreans from expressing what they thought. I mean, it, yeah, it's a different, we're different people from the Japanese and the Koreans. And if you know the, the difference between the Koreans and the Japanese and, and the Chinese, okay, you know, you see, all right, I find, I, I understand, you know, um, why people think it, the Korean culture is, is, is an exciting one. Um, each have their merits. Each have their beauties, but the excitement factor, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, as I listen to you talk and I, I, I see everyone in the room and your questions, I mean, I also, it's just a simple thing of, I mean, we've all, I mean, this is a great gift to the world, really. I mean, the creativity, the, the contribution in so many fields of Koreans as individuals, as groups, as industries, uh, that we have to be grateful for. But I think your point, I think it's that, that it's also kind of an entryway for, you know, not just a casual conversation, but, but for people to become, you know, more aware. You start with something, I mean, certainly that was my experience going to Korea. You start, you know, you start with something and it broadens out. And you do realize that Korea, you know, is a country that for centuries has also been, we haven't, Geopolitically, in a in a very challenging, we did. Kind you of haven't talked about the just actually get to that. That's right, because you know it's it's geopolitically Korea has been so vulnerable over the years. It's had a lot of trouble sometimes, you know, ha- securing its place in the world. This turns out to be something very powerful in yeah. many ways you've described, and that I think that we've experienced in terms of that that really. <laughs> centuries long long effort so yeah but global pivotal state is the uh, is the motto of the of the and and i have trouble thinking what it means but when we talked about culture actually 
Korea is kind of globally pivotal at this point in many, in many, many areas. It's quite remarkable. Well, I mean, I can see it from the culture point of view, like, mm. but it's, you know, I, from my understanding is that it's a reflection of where Korea is in the moment. As I mm. said, you know, in the past, it, you know, surrounded by these big um, neighbors and, and other big uh, issues and neighbors, you know, United States, Russia, all of those. Um, it's, it, um, was a relatively quiet, you know, success. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it was like that that little restaurant with that did very well, but um, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't too fancy mm-hmm. or you know, to anything. Um, and and it was really quite successful at it and did quite well at it. But at a certain stage, um, when you reach a certain stage in the global community, um, if economy, you're 10th largest. Politically, you're very, you're a very strong democracy. I truly believe that we are stronger democracy than most. Um, Absolutely. And, um, and you know that that path was, you got to that point because of the help of a lot of people, and especially the United States, in terms of you know um, the democratic thoughts and systems, and uh, in, in you know in terms of you know it, not just that. I mean, the fact that the, the Americans, young Americans, you know, gave their lives mm-hmm. to so that the Korean, mm-hmm. um, you know, South Korea can be a, a true democracy. I mean, it it. it we know that that path was didn't we didn't go down that path alone. But now that we are at certain path at a certain point, mm-hmm. there is really the recognition that we need to step up mm-hmm. and speak up. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's from my point of view what the global pivotal state is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that we need to take on some mm-hmm. of the responsibilities. We need to express, um, you know, what we feel is right, mm-hmm. the, the way that, you know, we should be mm-hmm. doing. And, and, it, and we have the confidence because we mm-hmm. came on the path with other people that we know um, are our true partners. Um, and so that is where we are now. And our culture also, um, is and the same path, you know, the the, the values that are reflected in, in our cultural products um, are not uniform. Mm-hmm. They're diverse, um, yeah. and but they respect a lot. You know, they respect everybody else. If if they disrespect, they disrespect everyone equally. Um, so it, it, it's it's a it's a value that is also reflected. You know, the the, the values of democracy, freedom. You know, rule of law, uh, human rights. All of these things, um, sort of that make us who you are, are reflected in our culture. And if and we are very grateful that um, that the world finds our culture um, interesting, um, worthwhile. And we hope that will continue. Step up and speak up. Step up and speak up. That's right. I think we've gotten a good sense of where cultural cooperation fits in. Yeah. Ambassador Sonjie, thank you very much. Thanks to all of you. We really... (laughs) 
Thank you for listening. For more Korea content, keep an eye on our podcast feed.